Are you stressed, full of anxiety? Your mind never seems to be calm or at peace? These are all caused by elevated cortisol levels. Cortisol is the hormone that's responsible for stress and is one of the few that increases with age. It's believed that high cortisol levels lead to aging and over time, cortisol can damage your brain, muscles, bones, skin, and even your immune system. Gerovital H3 is used for lowering stress by reducing cortisol. Call Primrose Leaf today for Gerovital H3, the real GH3. Call 844-376-0007. With us today is James Smith Williams of the Washington Commanders. He is the Set the Expectation ambassador and founded the Set the Expectation Champions program. James began his advocacy work with Set the Expectation in 2019 when he was a player at North Carolina State. A devoted supporter of sexual assault survivors, James has organized multiple events and taken every opportunity possible to use his platform to raise awareness and to give survivors and their families a voice. In his professional career, James was named the 2021 Week 10 NFL Player Association Community MVP for his work in Washington, D.C. as a Set the Expectation champion. He was also awarded the Vital Voices, Voices of Solidarity Award, which is named to the five most impactful men in the world for their global fight to end gender-based violence and their leadership along the way. James has been recognized by Stand Together Foundation as a community influencer for his work as an athlete on and off the field. Let's welcome the defensive end of the Washington Commanders, but more importantly, a MVP that is making a huge impact in the lives of others, James Smith-Williams. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Well, great, because, you know, first of all, you know, I've been reading about all of the work that uh, is being done through Set the Expectation, but how did you first become familiar with that organization? Yeah, so Brenda Tracy actually came to NC State in 2017 and shared her story. And um, at the end of that story, she issues a call to men. And she says, if you are a good man, what are you doing to be a good man? And that just, this really struck a chord with me. Well, what did her story, how did her story impact you? Yeah, so um, I don't remember the exact date, early 2000s, late 90s. Um, Brenda was a survivor of a um, gang rape from football players. So, and in the room as, as a football team, right, we're listening to this speech and we're listening like, okay, um, you can hear a pen drop in the room. And then at the end she says, but I, I know y'all are the solution to the problem. And that, that just caught me so off guard. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'm bought in, I'm listening. And then she follows with the statistics that um, most Sexual violence is committed by men, but only 10% of men commit sexual violence. So if you're in the 90% as a good man, what are you doing to be that good man? I mean, it has, that really rocked my world. Yeah, her story is very impactful. So uh, you just really just absorbed that very, very quickly. And you bring, you said something that uh, I can absolutely imagine being in that room. You could hear a pin drop and, and I... I can even imagine the impact on every man in that room hearing her story. And uh, so what made you from that point uh, made you want to actually get involved with what she was doing? Yeah. So it's actually a funny story. Um, I have forgotten this part. We've done so much work over the years, but actually I didn't reach back out to Brenda. Um, I found a local domestic violence shelter at NC State or in the, the Raleigh community. And I asked them like, what can we do for you? 
and we had a, a canned goods and kind of fundraiser at the next NC State baseball game. And Brenda got word of it. And she reached back out to me and she was like, hey, uh, I see you took what I said to heart. <laughs> and we've, we've been going strong ever since. Well, what does being a champion mean to you? Yeah, I think for me, um, well, well, to back it up, the Champions Program um, is a program that I founded at a STE. And it's essentially just ensuring that professional athletes with the huge platforms are connected into their communities and are connected with the shelters and can really meet those communities' needs. Um, so I think when I sit down and think about what a champion is, I think it's just someone who's using their platform, whether it's a huge one or a small one, and you're using that platform to do true good in the world and help raise those around you up. Well, the the message is extremely powerful, and you being a professional ball player in the NFL, uh, all of us who are fans and, and people that are close to the sports industry or just seeing uh, what's going on. It, it seems lately that in the news, we, we hear about assault. We hear about sexual assault. Uh, we hear about family uh, disturbances, violent disturbances. And a lot of it is coming from today's uh, professional athletes. Uh, how is this message that uh, Brenda has brought forth that you have really gravitated to and dived right in. Uh, is every professional sports team hearing this message or um, how is this being received? So it's, I don't know if everyone's hearing Brenda's message. Um, I know there's man mandated training across NFL on this topic and I'm sure every other professional sports organization or league has the, the same mandated training. Um, I can speak from my experience uh, that in, in my locker room, these the guys that I'm around, they know what I believe and what I stand for, and they really lean in, right? Because I can, when I call someone out on derogatory language or you know inappropriate actions from a story they're sharing with us, I can I can lean on to our personal bond of hey, I know you, I've been with you for three four years, we've been through a lot of things together. So when I speak to you and hold you accountable, it's from a place of love and not from a place of finger pointing. Excellent. Now. With with a lot of athletes today that are being drafted out of college, maybe it's from a football program, a basketball program, even a baseball uh, program, and they enter that professional realm. Is there any type? What type of guidance are these players getting? You know, when they sign that big contract, maybe they're getting paid millions of dollars. Are they just let loose freely, or are they sat down and say, "Hey"? You need you. This is what you need to be aware of, and this is how you need to conduct yourself. Yeah. So there's like a, a rookie training symposium, and all the rookies go through a maybe a ten week course that's kind of daily of off the field, on the field things. Be aware of financial stuff. This topic we're talking about now, but the the kind of issue at hand is that we're getting them at twenty two, twenty three where you're already starting to have ideas kind of cement in your mind when we could really start addressing this at middle school, high school. I mean, it could be, you know, a respect conversation that turns into a more in-depth conversation later on in life. So I think it's, it's great. The programs we have are great, but they could definitely start a little bit sooner. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, is the set the expectation? Has it reached into, uh, let's say, high school levels? Yeah, um, I've been engaged with a couple of high schools in the area. Um, we do like a movie night. 
So once a month, we would pick out a movie in theaters, and I would bring a couple of uh, football players in from local high schools, and we'll watch a movie, and we'll kind of have a little bit of fellowship afterwards. Oh, I love that. Now, how have you seen Set the Expectation make a positive impact in the communities that it serves, and what do you believe sets it apart from other organizations with maybe similar goals? Yeah, so I've seen a lot of impact, right? Personally, in the D.C. area, we've raised, I don't know, maybe $200,000 to get back to the community in the, the form of uh, toys or, or services. And um, when Brenda goes to speak, uh, she has a profound impact everywhere, and everyone's engaged and leaning in and wants to know what they can do. We just got back from uh, South Korea, um, Camp Humphreys. Uh, they invited us to come speak to their senior military leadership and you can hear a pin drop in that room, and that's a that's a very impressive room, let me tell you. <laughs> so uh, we've seen it that way, and I think what differentiates uh, STE and the work that Brenda and I do is that we really lean into the men and say, hey, we're not here to, to shame you, to finger point. We're here to, to motivate and inspire you and say, we, we believe you truly are the solution, because if women could have done it, you know, fixed the issue, they would have done it. Yeah, it's, it's like going from being a man to being a gentleman. Absolutely. Yeah, and well, you know, it's you know, you bring up the military. So if, if you're speaking before the military, so let's say Brenda was speaking before the military, it's not usually a hundred percent men anymore. There are women uh, in that uh, crowd now. There, they, we have women in the military. Um, what kind of impact is that having upon them? I think you see a lot of. I think it, it looks similar and the lean in and buy in, but it's coming from a perspective of, yeah, exactly. That's what I've been saying, right? Someone's co-signing me, someone gets it. Um, and I think it helps the man kind of get a little bit better perspective of what their female counterparts are going through as well. Yeah. You know, you know, back in the day, it used to be where, you know, we would hear the slogan, you know, when a woman says no, she means no, but for a man, uh, and maybe you can enlighten us even more. I mean, for men today, we need to understand what no means, but at the same time, we need to stop before it gets to that point. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of, of social cues that are going on. You can ask for consent throughout. I mean, these are things that I am not as well versed on as Brenda is, so she'll be able to explain a little bit better than me, but but from my own personal experiences, right, you, you can, there's, checkpoints along the way right and and then if you get to that final hard no and that's the final hard no and you just leave it there yeah well i i applaud uh james what you are doing uh with set the expectation this is something that we needed for a very very long time and uh, for all of you parents out there that are watching this and listening to this and you have sons okay <laughs> You need to set them down and set the expectation, but also too, James, how can a lot of the parents uh, get involved here so that their sons grow up to be uh, men of uh, that respect everyone around them? Absolutely. Um, I think a key point, as I said earlier, is definitely starting early, laying that foundational groundwork, right? It's, it's hard to to correct course when someone's 17, 18, when the foundation isn't there, they should have had it since they were children. Um, another great resource is uh, setthexpectation.org. You can reach Brenda and I both there. If there's any uh, listeners that have questions or reach out to me on social media, I'm always happy to respond and have a really good dialogue.
Well, what specific actions do you think that individuals and communities can take to help end sexual assault and domestic violence? And how does set it, uh, set the expectation, encourage and support those actions? Yeah, so a really big thing that Brenda says is this, this is an uh, a issue of humanity, right? It's, it's genderless, right? It's, it's not male and female all the time. Like it's, It looks so different in so many different ways. So it's, it's understanding that if we want to have that safe community for everybody, everyone needs to be able to feel safe and feel comfortable. And this is a, definitely a huge component of that. Well, you know, here you are, you're a professional NFL football player. And when you come in contact with, let's say, those that are high school age, those that are still in college, uh, and you bring this type of message to them, especially the young men, what kind of response are you getting from them? Yeah, it's overwhelmingly positive. I mean, it doesn't hurt that I, I play professional football, right? And it's usually a room of, of athletes that kind of look up to me just because of the title alone. So that definitely, the title co-signs my message before I even begin. So it's it's always super positive. It really is. And it's it's nice to see that room of the 90% of good men really lean in and say, okay, like, it's on us to create this this healthy environment for those all around us. Well, how are the head coaches and the assistant coaches, uh, you know, uh, really teaming up with Set the Expectation? Because they're right there seeing these players day in and day out. Uh, what do they learn from you to keep driving that message home at each and every day? Yeah, I think they just lean into the good man messaging, right? I think if you have a team full of good men, that shows up in a lot of ways, right? It's, it's just not off the field, but also there's that accountability on the field. It all goes hand in hand. Well, you know, with, uh, you know, there are uh, inspirational head coaches. There are hard-nosed head coaches. Uh, there are those that grind, grind, grind each and every day. Uh, there are those that look for, um, let's say, the best in the potential of a player, uh, and there are those that may not actually know how to develop a player. So with Set the Expectation, uh, is there a way that uh, these head coaches and other coaches, uh, well, could be better at what they're doing? Not just, you know, putting out a great game plan, but providing these young men with a better game plan for life. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, if I look back to high school and a lot of high school coaches, they understand that principle, right? That they're, they're raising men in a sense. We spend a lot of time with them, even in college, we spend a lot of time with our strength coaches, our assistant coaches and our head coaches. And, and every program I've been in, one of the big focal points is being that the whole well-rounded person, right? That, that can do a lot of things good on and off the field. So I think for anyone in that position is, is just having that perspective of knowing that, yes, they're football players, but they're also men, and you can be doing a lot more for them than just coaching football. Well, do you see a difference uh, in, young, in young men especially? Do you see a difference between those that have been growing up in a single-parent home versus those who have been growing up in a home with both a mother and a father in the way that they view women? That's a, that's a great question. I'm actually from a single parent household. So my, my mother raised me and I think that I think maybe there's, there's two sides to every corner, right? But for me, it really gave me the, the woman's perspective and, and really fostered that care for women and making sure women were safe. Um, and that, that goes back to your, your previous point where, you know, if you're a coach or an assistant coach, you might be that, that male role model for, for these youth. And how does that look for them? Well, what are you modeling and demonstrating to them? 
Exactly. Now, um, okay, so you've been in the NFL how long now? Going on four years. Going on four years. Okay. Now, are you considered a solid veteran or do you have to be a lot older to be called a veteran? <laughs> I'm a vet. Um, we have a, a pretty young team, honestly, but I, I am definitely a veteran. I'm a, a vested veteran. Okay, well, you know, I've always kind of wondered with uh, the much, uh, well, let's say those that have been in the NFL a good solid 10 years, maybe not as long as Tom Brady uh, carried that career, but uh, are the older veterans really taking this type of message to heart? Maybe they've seen some things that like, oh, I could have done better when I was younger. Yeah, absolutely. I think everyone can learn from the dialogue and having the conversation and it looks different for everybody. Um, It's, I don't want to say unfortunate, but a a lot of people or men I see are like, oh, I don't want to happen with my daughter and my mother and my sister. And that gives a good perspective, right? But you should just care about someone because they're a human being, not because they have personal relations to you. But I I definitely think the older veterans can see in the light of okay, I want to be a safer environment for my daughter or for my wife because now they're in that stage of their life. Uh, so do the veteran uh, professional athletes, uh, do they seem to mentor more effectively now to the younger players or, they just, or do they just kind of let them learn on their own? No, there's definitely a lot of a mentorship that goes on and kind of show them the ropes, right? It's a... Uh, it's a very unique environment because at the end of the day, that rookie's coming for the best job because they're, they're a cheaper player, right? That's how it works. But we all want to have success. We want to have team success. We all have to be all hands on deck. Yeah. Well, looking ahead, what are your hopes and goals for Set the Expectation? And how do you see your role evolving in the organization's efforts to create a safer, more respectful society for everyone? Yeah. I mean, I think SD is rapidly growing. The reach is, I mean, it's, Incredible the rooms we've been in. You mentioned the the uh, Voices of Solidarity Award, the Hillary Clinton. Um, that's her nonprofit, and I think ST just keeps growing. I think it, we keep getting to more schools. We keep getting to youth. Um, I know I don't want to let the cow out the bag, but Brenda's working on an online uh, learning platform, right? So it's be more in depth, and we can have a really good resource and educational tool. And for me, I I go wherever I'm needed. That's that's that will always be me. Well, you know, I'm going to be talking to Brenda Tracy here uh, very, very soon. So I'll dive in deeper on that area uh, with her. Um, but, you know, I'm thinking now, and you pro- you're you probably way ahead of me uh, on this one, but I feel that the set, uh, set the expectation, uh, and she's what? She's designing a curriculum type of thing? Absolutely. That I'm, I'm wondering and hope and hoping that the NFL, the NBA, even the NLB and uh, other professional sports uh, uh, organizations out there will actually add this uh, to their training, especially with the young players coming in or signing those big contracts. Uh, they're entering a world that is, you know, and I'm sure you've seen the difference between what the professional world is like versus when during your college days, is it, is it like black and white? Yeah. So I actually worked at IBM for two summers uh, as an intern. So I've been on the business side of things and I've seen the football business side of things. And it is, it's night and day to say the least. And and do you feel that this curriculum that she's uh, creating uh, really should be implemented uh, across the board and all sports organizations to help all of the young players at the very beginning? 
Absolutely. It would be a, a tremendous tool and um, something that they could really use. And honestly, I think the, the scope is even bigger than that. I think the hope is to be able to get to the military, is to be able to get into the high schools, because it's all about educating younger and sooner so these kids know have that solid foundation when it's time to learn even more about this topic. Yeah, you know, I remember way back in the 1980s, I think maybe the early 1990s, where you had, I mean, just the, the craziness of college ball players from University of Florida to the University of Arkansas. I mean, just all of these things hitting the media, and that really puts a stain on those institutions. But at the same time, we're seeing a lot of this uh, showing up in professional sports. I mean, we've, we're seeing it in the NBA a lot. We're seeing it in the NFL. Um, do you just feel like sometimes you just want to kind of walk up to that player and kind of jerk a knot in his tail and say, dude, we can't do that? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said earlier, when you have that personal bond, it's a lot easier to, to jerk that knot. But <laughs> as you mentioned, right, um, those players at UF or Arkansas or wherever they were at, they're going to be drafted into the NFL. So if this is what they were doing in college, okay, you're going to give them millions of dollars and expect them to, to grow and mature. So I think that's uh, definitely a spot that can be addressed. Well, does that – well, let me ask you this, and, and let's just kind of go all sports on this deal for a moment. Um, mm -hmm. If a college player, and it doesn't matter, and, and most, most college drafts that everybody pays attention to, they only pay attention to uh, NBA draft and the NFL draft. If a college player, let's say, has a questionable um, personality uh, during their college time, and does that worry some of the professional teams that are looking at them to draft that particular player? Besides looking at their talent, are they also looking at the fact that, you know, if they go the wrong direction, we're going to be in a whole lot of trouble and not just about the contract. There's going to be legal implications do, do these teams look at that absolutely it's definitely a consideration i think um it even goes it goes deeper that that speaks to your accountability as a person why are you always suspended from the team okay i'm going to draft you spend a lot of money on you and expect a, a drastic change is is teams definitely are considering that um i know for us at, at washington it's a, it's a point of emphasis for coach rivera and that's having a high character locker room uh, well, I love to hear that. And uh, also, too, is there or if there is one message that you want to leave the audience with, what would it be? It's simply that if you're in that 90 percent, what are you doing to be that good guy in your community? I love that. I love that. And parents out there, grandparents out there, uh, if you have sons or grandsons, you need to hook up with Set the Expectation because this is the organization that is doing the vital work. And what you want to do is you want to go to setthexpectation.org to get involved. And I think all, you know, James, I think all parents and even all of the coaches from, my gosh, probably even Little League on uh, should definitely get involved with setthexpectation.org. We need to start early with all of the, the boys out there, the young men, and to, again, like I said at the very beginning, turn men into gentlemen. And uh, that's what we need to do. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this is a nonprofit organization dedicated to ending sexual and interpersonal violence through prevention, 
work with men, efficacy, and engagement with agencies serving the survivors and their families. And James, one last question. What does it look like for the Washington Commanders this season? Oh, it's going to be a great year. We're excited. We're ready to roll. Well, what's it like uh, having new ownership coming in? That is a question I get a lot, and it's so funny to me because the new ownership is, is so above me. That is that is so above me, so many levels above me. It's exciting. It's creating a buzz, but my day-to-day doesn't change. <laughs> well, I have to hand it. Uh, to uh, Magic Johnson, uh, I mean, going going from Los Angeles Dodgers, I mean, he's part owner of the Dodgers, now the Washington Commanders, so he's covering it from east to west, and I, I think that uh, Magic needs to start a business class. Uh, he he definitely has the uh, the chops for that, and uh, but I I see, and I'm. And I believe that great things are coming to the Washington Commanders. Uh, I mean, when I grew up as a kid, I was a big Dallas Cowboy fan. Grew up with Roger Staubach and and uh, Calvin Hill and the Two Tall Jones, Harvey uh-huh. Martin. The list goes on and on through right. all of those years. And there was always that Thanksgiving Day rivalry of the Cowboys versus back then the Redskins. But now the Commanders and... Uh, is Dallas still the rivalry uh, to your team now, or is it someone else? No, it's still Dallas. Um, well, honestly, the NFC East from top to bottom, it's, it is cutthroat. The Eagles, there's no love lost. The Giants, there's no love lost. And we're still playing the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in 2023. So it's, there's no love lost across the board. Well, you know, I think I may, uh, after talking with you, I may have to switch my allegiance uh for for Thanksgiving Day and uh, but uh, James, you keep doing what you're doing. You are setting the prime example for all of us men out there. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, again, go to setTheExpectation.org. Get involved. If you are a coach on the local level, if it's little league, if it's middle school or high school, get involved and be that man that brings forth to set the expectation. Because again, James came from a single parent household and we have so many young men today that, that have one parent. So it's time for all of us to step up, do our part and bring a wholeness to all of the young men out there and uh, guide them in the right direction. And again, like I'm going to keep saying it and saying it, we got to go from boys to men to gentlemen because that's in the end, that's what people are going to look at and judge us for. Are we respectful to everyone around us? And do we treat them with respect and love as we should? So again, go to setthexpectation.org. And James Smith-Williams, thank you so much for honoring us with your time and presence today. Sir, thank you. I really appreciate it. Hey, you're very welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, I will see you next time. There are three common forms of hair loss in women. No matter what type you have, they aren't something you should have to suffer with. 
Hair Active from Primrose Leaf helps slow down hair loss and provides your hair and your scalp with proper nutrition. Join the thousands of people who are back to combing and brushing their hair again. Hair Active strengthens hair, improves texture, and increases fullness. Call Primrose Leaf today, 844-376-0007. That's 844-376-0007. Or visit us at primroseleaf.com. 